Okay, uh, we basically finished the sugi for now with the Kabbalah Shabbos, the Sefer Shabbos, the Tati Dasasi. I have one more Ma'amokam on the Shavuos issue. The question we raised, which we're not going to do tonight, maybe we'll do it closer to Shavuos. The question I raised is we have a minute not to daven Marev till very late, the falls man. Does that mean we're assuming there's no mitzvah to Sefer Yantif on, on Shavuos, as opposed to Sukkot and Pesach? Or does that mean we should have Tosefes Yantiv, maybe just be Perish Malocha and not Dav Mayrev till later? It's a big Machalikas Achrenim, a very interesting sugya. I have some Amarkemis on that, but um, maybe we'll save it for right before Shavuos, or maybe even on Shavuos. We'll see what we get to. Uh, what you have in front of you, I picked a, a mini sugya. I was looking for a sugya that blends Shavuos and Shabbos together. There aren't that many. Uh, you have Machras Shabbos, you have. Uh, I picked uh, one sugya which. Um, I'm looking around. Everybody here will not be directly affected by it, uh, but uh, it's a fascinating sugi nonetheless. Uh, what blends Shabbos and, uh, and Shavuos? So one of the main themes of Megillus Rus, of course, is the Geras that uh, Rus underwent. We learn out many of the halachas of Geras from Megillus Rus, many of them learn from Kabbalah Sotera. And there's a Shaila which, interestingly enough, only came up in the time of the Binyan Tzian, Binyan Tzian was the Rebbe of Rav Shofar Hirsch. That wasn't that long ago. Oh, we have our resident Talmud. When did Rav Shofar Hirsch live? Rav Shofar Hirsch was born 1808. Yes, I remember the December. Th- <laughs> I remember December 31st story. If anybody doesn't know that story, remind me to tell it over. That's a great mice. Yeah. So his Rebbe was a little bit before that. Uh, what's astounding about Hilchus Geiris? We had an Ian Shear about it a year ago is that many of the shaylas are still being cleared up now. The question is why? It's a sugi that's been around since the time of the Gemara. The answer is they didn't have too many gerim throughout the Deiris because uh, medieval Europe, it was downright dangerous. And often in the long bitter gullus, uh, Judaism didn't look that attractive. There were some tzaddik and gemurim who were unbelievably mitzvah but it wasn't as common as it is today, like today when they're banging down the doors. Um, so this shayla, the following shayla came up, when you hear the Shaila, you wonder, well, that's such an obvious Shaila that just come up by every single Geras. And the Shaila is as follows, and it bears directly on Hilcha Shabbos. The way it works is that you do the Mila first and then you do the Tefillah. If you do it the other way around, whether it's Ma'akev, not for Asugya now, and the medical Matthias is that after you do the Mila, you have some period of, uh, it's got to recuperate. Before he sends the mikvah. Interestingly enough, I'm not sure before Louis Pasteur what the problem would have been, or what they assumed the problem would have been. If you don't know that germs exist, it doesn't take you can get out of bed after you have the meal a few days later. What's the problem? They said, we don't like an open infected womb going near any mikvah, so that's why we wouldn't do it today. The question is, why didn't they do it then? So it could be that uh, the Mila lasted, you know, Abramavina was in tremendous pain three days later, so it could be the Shaila only came up when it was within a few days. It's going to be the same shayla, and the shayla is have the milah vase. You have the you have the milah. You have the yeshiva's based in. You'll say why they have it then. They have it on Thursday. They do the milah Thursday afternoon. So schedule the tefillah for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It takes a while to heal, especially a milah of an adult. I had a had a misa once. Apologize, um, a misa. I only had one of these, but they, you know you hear about such things where there was a somebody he dives in the shul who was learning with a fellow, a partner's in terror. Usually they vet them pretty well. And this guy uh, somehow fell through the cracks. 
He's learning him for quite a few years. Then went to Chumash and Kitzur Shacharach, all sorts of interesting things. And then he found out he wasn't Jewish. He wasn't a Suffolk. Mamish wasn't Jewish. The guy, and he called me, and he called me. Um, he's the, one of the uh, people who came with me from Flappish. And uh, he called me. This time took place in Flappish. He called me up. He said, what do I do? He said, well, you know, he's this far along, and he was really deeply religious. He really wanted to, really wanted to go through it. He was quite knowledgeable at that point. Uh, so I said, look, we don't normally encourage Geirim, but at this point, why don't you go ask him to tell him, you know, we found this out, that your mother was doing it. you got to be my guy if you want to keep it up. Don't, don't insist on it. Ask him what he wants to do. So he said, yes, yeah, sign me up. That's this. We try to you know, tell him it's not so posh this and that. Uh, got to be a little discouraging. There was apparently a mix-up somewhere. You know, I guess, Shalani, Kitsa Shochanarach, like Hilcha Shabbos and Tisadayin, you might not get to the din that it goes by the mother. We take as though a push it, but it's not, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then it came up, and it was like clear. Sometimes it's a subject. It was clear he wasn't Jewish. The guy was from Alabama. And, um, and he said, look, I really want to do this. So, uh, so I spoke to him on the phone. He was quite knowledgeable, very smart guy. I, uh, young guy in his uh, mid-twenties. I said, what do you do? He said, he's a rocket scientist. I said, come on. Like, what do you really do? Every rocket scientist. Uh, he wasn't even Russian. He was an American rocket scientist. Uh, and it turns out he worked for NASA. He was a real rocket scientist. The, the, he was in his mid-20s, maybe in 23, 24. He was a brilliant guy. And he learned very well. The last few years, he knew a lot, except for the small detail that he wasn't Jewish. So Bekitza Maisa, after trying to push off a little bit, he was really insistent. I said, look, come to, come to Brooklyn and let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, we'll take care of the, come, come, to, come to this house for Shabbos and we'll, um, and we'll take care of the, the Mila. I, uh, he came for Shabbos. I, the first thing I noticed, he walked in by Kabbalah Shabbos. He looked like he was in a daze. Mom just looked like he was like, like fainting. I, I said, is everything okay? He said, I feel fine. I'm just like so out of it. I got off and just, this is such a lesson. I got out of the airport and got on the train. He says, I, I just, I can't. There's so many people here. He was so besides himself. He was in the town. Like, he never saw more than nine people on the street at one time. And uh, he worked in a, one of these plants, but in, like, suburbia. It's not suburbia, rural. And he says, Mom is dizzy from the pace, from the time you get where, where New Yorkers, like, think, that, what's the problem? Because Mom is disoriented. Like, the whole thing came to the Shabbos. He didn't know what hit him. And then it's the first Shabbos among from people. He's in the heart of Flappish. And, uh, and the throngs of people coming to shul, he was like, uh, he was going out of his kalim. So, you know, we, we calmed down a little bit. He came, I gave a drush to Shabbos morning. I introduced him to everybody. And uh, by the time Chons rolled around, he was a little bit calmer. Uh, so I didn't really put that, I understood. He told me just out of his element. I called, uh, called Romy Cohen. Anybody know who Romy Cohen is? Romy Cohen is probably one of the most experienced uh, Muslim in America, he's a man now who's in his, uh, you would know Romy Cohen, he's in his 80s now, at least. The, the Art Scroll printed a book, The Youngest Partisan. If you never read it, read it on Tisha B'Av. Um, there's no question of uh, skipping Sherem to read books then. Uh, it, it's, it's a classic, and it's somebody I know personally very well, and it's just a Pella. Did you ever read the book? It's, it's an absolute Pella. Well, he was a boy of oh, what, 16. He joined the Partisans. Uh, he escaped. He was in Hungary. Uh, just a uh, Pella Anyway, after the war, he uh, came to America. Uh, he became quite wealthy uh, and um, early on, and he uh, basically learned a lot and did Mila, does Mila's all over America for free. Uh, lectured in universities about certain procedures in Mila. Became a big mumcha. He lectured to doctors. So I called him up, and I, uh, he's a family friend. He's my grandfather's friend back from the old country. 
So I called him up. I said, I have, uh, do you still uh, do uh, meal of adults? He did a lot of Russians. So I, uh, he said, yeah. He says, bring him over. So he has a whole surgery thing in his house. And when I got there, he had the whole thing set up and he had an assistant. It was very interesting. And I bought a based him. Um, bought two other cold young light with me to, um, you know, I had seen this before. I found out uh, in the middle of the procedure that one of the members of the based in couldn't stand the sight of blood. The reason I found that out is because he fainted during the procedure. And I lost one of my Dianum. That was, uh, all of a sudden, I'm learning that I see somebody falling. So uh, just advice, if you ever bring Diana, you might want to see, you want to ask them first if they're ready for this. It's a real uh, surgical procedure. And it was very inspiring. He, he insisted on staying awake, local anesthesia, but he stayed awake. And uh, it was a very, very beautiful scene. Um, well, gory, but very beautiful uh, in terms of, the, uh, in terms of his, uh, his, his bravery. And his, uh, he was really into it. So um, this next part's unusual. So far, it's standard by uh, Milo Venado. We did a Kriya Hashem there. And, um, and then uh, he had to go home because he couldn't stay as a job. He couldn't stay in New York for a week, week and a half till it heals. And we're not doing the Tzvila now. Which is good because if you want to back out, you can still back out. It's not Geshmak Lamar Freya because you don't really normally give a Mila to a guy who's going to remain a guy. But okay, you know, that's the, uh, it's the risk you take and you've got to start somewhere. I don't know exactly what happened and either does his Chavusa. He's from the Bible Belt and his mother was a, not only a devout uh, Christian, she's a born-again Christian, a very big kanai. She was livid. And I don't know what happened, but it sounds like my conjecture is she did a job on him when he got back. And whatever happened, a week later, he started talking about, uh, he's not sure, and then about Yashka, about all sorts of things uh, going on. And that was it. I said, we have, we have a chiv to discourage them. I'm certainly not going to go back and try to talk him into it again, even though he had a meal already. Um, so if you meet a guy uh, in Alabama and the NASA program claims he has a Mila, you know, from an old Hungarian Jew, so that's the guy. Um, so, um, so sometimes these things happen, but there is a space in between, and I had no choice. You'll say, in hindsight, should we have done it quicker? And I said, no, if he's going to go off the deep end or his mother's going to put pressure, I want to know about it now before the Tzvila. I'm happy. That it, was a, it was a sad story at the end, but the silver lining was it happened before the Tvila. Otherwise, if he's Makabli, he's a Gersh or Chazal Surah, and he's Chayev. He's a Jew. Can't back out afterwards. It was a real Kabbalah. It was a real Kabbalah. So, what is the din uh, for the Shabbos in between? It was Nogaya to this guy, but ended up not being too Nogaya a few weeks later, a week and a half later. Um, a very basic shayla. You have the meal on Thursday. What does he do that Shabbos? Now keep in mind, a guy Shabbos is chayiv misa. So a guy's not allowed to keep Shabbos. When you have a ger in training, he goes to like a like a potential balcher. He's going to go to people's houses and have Shabbos. And I told you the mice that happened to me. I was giving a shear. I must have told this mice once. I was giving shear. I used to give shear um, uh, when I was still in Kailul, uh to a group of people, about twenty people, and I used to give it after mincha. Uh, they they also before I gave it to Mincha Marv. So I was giving a shear once, and people would come, uh, the Babat would come, they had guests, they bring the guests. So I'm giving the shear once, and in the middle of the shear, a guy in the back jumps up like a scorpion bit him and runs out of the room. So I couldn't, and Mabish, you heard like the chair went crashing, like he ran the door, slammed the door. So I asked one of the guys, he asked, is this something I said? I don't know who the guy was, he, he smiled, he says, no, I'll explain it later. So after Marv, he came over to me, and uh, he said that, um, I forgot to tell you, the guy sitting there wasn't Jewish. I said, well, you forgot to tell me he wasn't Jewish? You know, I teach Torah to Goyim. So he said, no, no, the Garris is scheduled soon. He's by my house for Shabbos, and he's really into it, and he's part of learning. So I wanted to, which was not bad if I was, I don't remember if I was teaching something with Misa. So I said, did I say something to insult him? It's because I don't know who you're talking to. 
So he said, no, what happened was is that he was mamish into the Shabbos so much with his mirrors and the learning and everything and the davening, he forgot to be Mechal Shabbos. And he realized and he got nervous right before Shkia, right after Shkia. Happens to be it was 20 minutes after Shkia, but you can be Simech and Rabbeinu Tam, I guess, for this Siddish uh, Ager. He mamish ran up like his And his wife told me, the host's wife told me later, she said, I was, I was sitting there finishing uh, Shal Shus with my daughter. And he runs the house, almost knocked down the door. And he said, quick, give me a pen. She didn't know what hit her. So he said, whoa, wait, 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 a pen. He says, give me a pen. We have no time to lose. And he grabbed the pen. He wrote to Isaiah. I think he, she told me it was, he wasn't satisfied. They asked me for a match. <laughs> he didn't want to know, you know, because he got a different sheet. Give me an answer with that. God's fine. And, um, and he felt horrible. So I, I really think you're lying about Benetton. Machara Pasnaka Benetton. It's certainly good enough. Uh, that might be a Malach Hashem Sikhla. If he turns it off, it's a Malach Hashem Sikhla Gufa. As he turns it off, he turns it back on, then it's fluorescent, it wouldn't work. He wasn't taking any chances. Ketiv Ishtayas, he is, is uh, right, Aleph Shin, Aish. You're right, do I? Uh, see, wasn't it? Well, this, didn't take, this didn't take place in Flappers. That also wouldn't be good. But that might not, you should know, once there's a service of Pesach and Flappers, I didn't say this out loud too much. You hold all the, the air, you don't hold the air. Once, if they put up a service of Pesach, even if you hold they shouldn't have done it, the Prima Gardam holds and knocks it down to a Dindra Abanon, so it wouldn't help him. You've got to do a real Dereis, Lechol Hashitas. So you've got to write Shteas, yes, with a proper font that can't be minuscule. You've got, you know, you got, got to be legible. I want. Yeah, yeah. So I might knock it down to a Dindra Abanon. Anyway, but that was quite startling. I never had, never had since. In the middle of a shear, somebody runs out like, uh, I, you know, somebody could walk out. I never had that experience before. So yes, he has to be Mechal Shabbos, and when he's a gear in training, he has to be Mechal Shabbos. Shailiz, if I would ask you, without any uh, knowledge of the sugya, what's with the Shabbos in between the Midla and the Tzvila? And usually there is a Shabbos in between the Midla and the Tzvila. So does he have to be Dafki with Chal Shabbos? Or should he Dafki keep Shabbos? Or is it his choice? Is it Parv? What's the din? So what would you say if I'd ask you the Shailah without any Rayas? Not Jewish. Not Jewish. He's not Jewish. Right? So I'll tell you the Maisa Shahaya outside, and then we'll see inside. It's a, it's a fabulous, it's a, it's a very fascinating sugya. Again, it's not... Uh, won't be no because everybody here is Jewish unless you're a dying Paskin in the Shailah. But it does not have to be no Um This took place in Yushalayim. Believe it or not, there was a Geir Tzedek who came to the Badats of the old, the old Yushalayim and the old Yishuv. Uh, he was from Morocco. I don't know how, where he flew in from, but that was Maisa Shahaya. And he had a Mila, and it was a Shabbos in between, which there usually will be a Shabbos. Technically, could you do it on Sunday morning and have a Shabbos? Maybe. Usually there's a Shabbos in between. So, um, there was one of the gentlemen in the town, his name was Avashar Lemel, he's a big guy, and um, in the middle of Shabbos, Avashar came over to him, I don't know how they got to the conversation, but he found out that he had not yet been Mechal Shabbos. And he said, you have your tefillah yet? He said, no. So he said, quickly go and be Mechal Shabbos. And he quickly took out a paper and wrote to Esias to be Mechal Shabbos. So that, that's what, I think that's what we would have said. Was there a tumult in Yushalayim afterwards? The, all the denim of the badats, the Ashkenazic badats and the Sephardic badats, everybody attacked it. They said they never heard such a thing. They've been doing geras for hundreds and hundreds of years and they never had such a minig and nobody ever heard such a thing. And he's Jewish enough for this, which is a concept we have to explore. What do you mean Jewish enough? Either you're Jewish or you're not Jewish. Uh, what well, was Jewish enough mean? So we have to explain it. And believe it or not, they sent the Shiloh from the badats in Yushalayim to the Binyan Zion. Because it shows you who the Binyan Zion was. They had a lot of big items in the Badat They sent the Shaila to Binyan Siyam. And they got the answer back promptly in a year, which is usually what it took with the mail those days. And it took even longer. The mail was atrocious. And the Binyan Siyam 
had to do research to find out what the minig was. This is not only a shayla. There's a shayla is, do we have an established minig? And then if you have an established minig, then you have to give a lot of this why the minig is so. The being seen, the being the tshuva, tells you that he's researched what the minig is in various cities and came out, everybody told him that the minig is clearly, they're not Mechal Shabbos. Against the, what I would have thought is the Svarach Yitzayinah. And Avashal Lemel was under such attack they weren't angry at him. They just said, they think he passed it wrong, that he sent the Shah of the Binyan Sin to find out maybe what's going on in Europe. They've had many garrison there also. Not maybe half today, but they had. And he wanted to know what the, what the din is. And, 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 and if he's wrong, why is he wrong? And this needs Hezber, because the Pashas would have been. If he's not Jewish, he's not Jewish. Can't be half Jewish. That's where this now. I took the, it's a huge sugya. I took, uh, I got it down to about six pages. Um, I took uh, a footnote because he quotes most of the Binyan Sin, and the print I have is not that good. So his block print is better. I took him from a footnote of a very interesting safer I happen to have at home that runs hundreds and hundreds of pages on Dine B'nei Noach that was recently printed. They didn't print these as from uh, in the olden days because they're still trying to figure out the Dine Yisrael. Uh, but the truth is they're very nageah because Gaia Vashail is and it will be very nageah for the Gaia that will survive and it's very nageah so he has a uh, a, a shtickle on this on this Shaila and it's nageah lamais of his so let's start Aleph on page one actually let's start the, the, I'll read the top first and then we'll see the footnote Bays the very top line Nechelkum Afreshim Bedin Geir Shemal Vadayin Lotava Hech Yenek B'Shabbos so um what are the stardom here? So he says, Give him a stardom in you. Yesha Kasvi, there should be more copies here. You have? Is that the one? That's, the, that's what you left there? That's the right pile? Is that the right pile? Yeah. So Gimel Stadim in the Binya, Yesha Kasa Dasu Lishma Sukhai Bukhal Shabbos. One shita, which is the Vashalemul, that you it's not we're not part of the issue. You must be Mukhal Shabbos, as you had to be when you were training to be a gear. Gosha Shabbos Chai Misa. That's a very serious thing. Chai Misa here means Misa De Shamayim. Middle sheet is he doesn't have to be a Shabbos. He can't keep Shabbos. He doesn't have to do that either. That really needs Hezber. Uh, that goes. Uh, he's sort of Jewish, so he sort of can keep Shabbos if he wants. Then the third sheet is no. Uh, there's no parv if there's no is to keep Shabbos. He's Jewish enough for that. Then he has to keep Shabbos. Which we will quote at length. It's a famous tumult in the Mefarsh and the Parshas Drachim Achumish has a whole arichas on this. If a guy Shabbos is chayim misa, how in the world do the other segregation keep Shabbos? And we know Abba Avinu kept everything, even erev tchumim, erev tavshilim, whichever whatever gears the gears that makes a difference. How did Abba Avinu keep Shabbos? So it has some very interesting teirutzim. According to this sugya, if you hold that you can be sort of Jewish, so then. Pasha Drachim discusses the whole sugi whether the Elvis have a din of a yid or not. And if they had a din of a yid, there's no kashva, they had a din of a guy, and we know in the Chazal say they kept Shabbos, they had to keep Shabbos. See, if you hold this power for this guy who had Mila and didn't go to the mikvah, so Abba had Mila and didn't go to the mikvah either, or went to the mikvah but didn't have a geris, so sort of in the same category. They use different teirutzim, and that's what he's referring to. There are many ways to be Mechal Shabbos and not be Mechal Shabbos as a Yid, but as a guy. What that means is, there are some who suggest the following Svarah, that a Goy Shabbos Chayim Misa doesn't mean Lama Tes Malachus. It means Goy Shabbos Pshutik that he's resting. Which means, if we carry a tissue, it's Chil Shabbos Daraisa. That's not Chil Shabbos for a guy. If a guy schleps couches all day, that's Chil Shabbos for a guy. It happens not to be Chil Shabbos for a Yid. 
So they suggest that Abba Avinu and Yitzhak Avinu and Yaakov Avinu made sure to do something that wasn't restful but wasn't Lamites Malachas material. And that way they were Machal Shabbos for the Goy and not Machal Shabbos as a Yid. Others answer, there are many two some others answer that they kept the Goyesha day for Shabbos has to be, we count, we have Erev and then Baker there, Baker and then Erev. So they would make sure to be Machal Shabbos at a time when it wasn't Shabbos by the Yid and not for the Goyim. So that's he's referring to the Ben Yitzian's Maskana is going to be, you shouldn't take a chance, at least be Machal Shabbos as a guy is supposed to be Machal Shabbos. So we'll get back to that later. Let's see inside, we'll start it now. And Ice Aleph, Machalik is Mafarshim in the footnote. It's the bracket of Ice Base. Machalik is Mafarshim, Begesh, Shemavel, Otavel, Im Yishmar Shabbos, Adar Abbas, Lachal Shabbos. Pashut, Ben Yitzian, Nisho, Bahai Uvdash, Ice Bishlaimer, Kaidish, Becha, Shabbat, Medina's Marakai, Lesham, Geris, Lesham, Geris, with Nei Bedats, the Kal Ashkenazim. Kibalava mitzvah kedin, but Shabbos Acham milasa shadayin lo in Isrape mimilasa vayid lo tavol hayanizim mechil Shabbos. He was keeping Shabbos at least in the beginning. Kamshir chel l'shem basakana b'chazos laniach legay lahaver esh bebeisa, which is interesting. He didn't even want to rely on Amir laakum. <laughs> he, we're not sure whether he's Jewish or not. He was chel l'shem basakana. Then is you can use Amir laakum. You have to do it in the reisa. He was machmer on that also. Somebody comes, he wants to start fresh, he's doing everything right. So he was that machmer, which wasn't even necessary. He found out about it, he told him, he has the kite, you should be doing malachi yourself, and you absolutely should be doing it before Shabbos ends. The other Rabbanim heard about it. Vasavchu chachmei svar v'chachmei Ashkenaz asher beir shemei elam loyek azed davar shachar shakibol farakibol of kol mitzvus. Remember the makabel mitzvus by the mila and the makabel again by the tefila. But he was even in makabel. So he said yakabal mitzvus and he had part one of the gerus amal v'ayim and a betzapa v'chayim mitzvus. He's waiting for the tefila. Shemutar v'yachayv l'chal shabbos shal machzik b'dayta v'asholam lo held that was wrong. He's not Jewish. So the Binyan Tzian was sent to Shailam, and we'll just read the first two lines of his answer. This is how he starts off. He says, in the faith value of Ashalemel is right. It, what? Because, uh, because the Sarachisayna is, he's not Jewish. He did research, he says, nobody seems to agree with him. He starts give, we'll just introduce the first svar, which is fascinating, that you can go against what should have been the Pashas with a svar like this. To Dovrim is not going to say, he says, it doesn't make any sense. Ma'ach HaShemila's Ger Nikris Bris. Called a bris. We call it a bris. They call it a bris. It's called a bris when it goes to the process. Shavarach Allah carries a bris. Kam Shabbos Nikris Bris. Echleimar Acha Shenichas the bris Achaz Yemuchach Lahafer Bris Acheres. Shakaras HaKash Baruch HaMisrael Mekayim Mitzvaisav. How can it be? He entered into the bris. And the only, only the bris we know of a Shabbos is a bris. He has a bris, so why can't he keep the other bris? Fascinating. If this were the only raya, I would have thought uh, like, uh, it's a very nice shot. Why would that change? The guy's not Jewish. We have Ferish Shagamar, Gosh, Shabbos, Chaimisa, and we're saying as far as this bris has anything to do with the other bris. That's the story, that's the story he starts off with. What? I uh, should know. The Rambam, which we'll get into a little bit, holds that a guy can really volunteer a lot of mitzvahs. But Shabbos, it says before she can't. So even if he could put on Tefillin, Shaila, does that apply to Mitzvah with Kedusha, which Tefillin is? That's a debatable point. But at least it all have a Ferish Gemara that he puts on Tefillin, he's Chaim Misa. Here, Ravach Shalom is Tainik, Chaim Misa. You need a very strong Svara to Matar Misa. It's 
the, I, I find it fascinating. The beginning of the starts off. He says, bris is bris. It doesn't make sense that he's already in the bris and he should be also to do the other part of the bris. He's going to have more riots. It's not going to stop here, but it's just a fascinating way to start off. Mitzvah Shem will pick it up tomorrow night.